Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of I'm Not a Fan Unless I Have a Podcast. Uh, I'm John Hanford, and in this episode, we've got our first Australian guest uh, calling in from Australia. It was noon her time, 7 p.m. Pacific, (laughs) where I'm at in California, Um, and I'm just so thrilled that we were able to, or, you know, that I was able to get a an Australian person on this podcast. Um, like, I, I don't know. It, it seems as though the Facebook page, uh, the, you know, the Facebook fan page has mostly American fans. At least that's what I've sort of, uh, that's what my impression's been. Um, but, uh, anyway, Rach from Melbourne, uh, was one of the, she was the first Australian, uh, to hit me up and and asked to to be on the pod um and so i i was really stoked and we just had an amazing conversation uh you know talked we went on all sorts of different journeys and tangents and different ramblings that were non sequiturs and didn't go anywhere uh and that's okay um it was a, it was fun nonetheless that's what podcasts are all about um you know there well, there were points during during the pod, um, where you know she'd finish something and then and then get a little self conscious and then I'm just like no don't don't even worry about it this is what po- the reason we have podcasts is that overproduced and scripted uh, radio and TV is boring it's not authentic this is where where the nitty gritty happens and that's what we all live for we're King Gizzard fans what the fuck are we perfectionists. Hell no, we, we gotta be, you know, improvising, uh, just constantly powering through and finding our way through sentences so that we finish them in a way that's conclusive, no matter if, uh, no matter whether we even knew where we were going from the time we started the sentence, but now that we've reached the end of the sentence, we have achieved the goal. See, just like that. So that's what podcasts are all about. And, um, so if, if, if anybody was feeling, um, you know, like hesitant to, to hit me up about being on the podcast, um, please don't be, this is, this is a place for everybody. Um, and I, I want to hear as many different perspectives from within the, you know, King Gizzard, fan community, uh, as I can. That's, it, it enriches my experience as a fan of the band. So I wouldn't be surprised if it did the same for, for you, or if not for you, many other people that are listening. So, uh, yeah, this is, um, so yeah, that's, that's how the intro to this podcast episode goes. Um, here's the music.
Rach. How's it going? I'm good, John. How are you? Well, I'm doing. You- I'm, I'm doing pretty well. We got we got Rach from Melbourne, Australia. How is that? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's cold here. Um, not sure about you guys, but it's yeah. It's I don't know. <laughs> it's weird in isolation, of course. Yeah, but, well, um, I, mean, I I was I was just asking about the accent that I did, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't even notice. There you uh, go. I think, I think we all get uh, used to our accents a bit. I, I, yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah, I, I've, I've lived in a few different places with different accents and everything. But um, yeah, I, I grew up in Seattle where there basically are no accents. Uh, so that, that made living in New York and Georgia, like, like deep south and everything. It, it made it different uh, for sure. But, right, um, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, no, but uh, Australians are like some of my favorite people. Just generally, uh, like when I meet an Australian person, it's a it's a good time. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> have I, you met I, many I, Australians before? Yeah, I've I've met um I've I've met a few uh in in a few for different places that I've lived. Um, uh, most recently, uh, so I, I live in Southern California, um, out in the desert, and uh, and we we had these these Australian guys from uh, from Melbourne, um that were they they got married in in uh in vegas and then decided to do like a honeymoon with all their friends oh uh, wow so yeah so I, crazy. I met, yeah i i met them at uh um at, at this bar where i where i was playing an open mic and um and i was wearing an amel and the sniffers t-shirt and one of the guys came up to me and was like oh nice shit mate and <laughs> it was, <laughs> and so, so then I, we just became friends and they bought me beer and it was great Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, yeah, so you're a fan of Amel and the Sniffers? Yeah, well, because I saw them open for Giz uh, in 2018 when I saw them for the first time, um, and I was just hooked immediately. Like they were really. That's oh, so yeah. funny because they're I mean... very quintessentially Australian. Like, oh, they're yeah, very. But... I don't know if you know what bogan means, but they're very bogan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but man. I love them. Okay, so w- what does bogan mean? Bogan is like, I guess it's kind of your equivalent of like a redneck. So, okay. um, oh, yeah, think... no, they seem so deliciously. That's, so, you guys call it Bogan, that's cool. We call it white trash. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's white trash, but it's, it's like, it's not a classy white trash. It's like a, yeah, I don't know the word for it, but yeah. Oh, no, no, there, 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 is, there is no such thing as classy white trash. <laughs> If anything, I think Bogan is probably classy white trash just because it makes you sound cultured. Uh, but... Oh, really? <laughs> it's it's oh, yeah. the complete opposite here. It's like, you know, the people who wear like the cut off singlets and drink beers at like 10 in the morning and yeah. that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, so, yeah, I guess like here our, our only frame of reference to that would be like a Foster's beer commercial, which... I don't even know if you guys even have Fosters, but it's marketed in America as though that's like the number one beer in Australia. That's I've heard that, and yeah, <laughs> I've I've never had a Fosters. Like my go-to drink is a beer, and like I've tried everything else, but we we really don't have Fosters here. It's yeah. very much a stereotype. Yeah, so it was funny when I uh, when I went um, when I went to hang out with these Australians. They were just staying at an Airbnb. Um, and you know, they had me over for, for brunch and, uh, and they're all drinking Foster's and I was just like, oh, you guys are really Australian, huh? And, uh, and it was like, no, no, we, we, we just, <laughs> we're in the States. So we figured we should. 
<laughs> oh that's great so they even invited you over for brunch that's that's crazy oh yeah well it was because i i offered that i offered to give them a ride to uh to palm springs uh which is like 45 minutes away but i had to make some errands anyway so i, I figured you know get to take a little road trip and get to know these guys better um that's cool that's very kind of you oh yeah and it was i mean i was definitely angling because uh uh you know, then after I dropped them off, they said, yeah, anytime you're in Melbourne, hit us up and we'll, <laughs> and, and we'll give you a free place to stay and hook up with all the free shit. So <laughs> that's good. That's the beauty of traveling, though, isn't it? You meet you meet people and then you reconnect when, like, for example, you're on the other side of the world and um, and you pick up where you left off pretty much, even if you've only met them once or twice. It's yeah. like it's like you have those connections. You know what I mean? Oh, 100 percent. I've. Like, I've been lucky that I've been able to travel as much as I have, which really hasn't even been that much. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I've been to Europe twice, and, um, and like, like, I've only spent, you know, a month abroad uh, combined. Um, but, yeah, th- there's, there are a bunch of people that I've met, or that I met when I was out there, uh, who, who I still keep in touch with, and I've met up with them a bunch, or, or like, a few times since. Um, but yeah, we we always pick up right where where we left off. But like, I don't think enough Americans get to do that kind of travel, which is really too bad. Yeah, it is a shame, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, because Australians. What I, what I like about you guys is is you travel like it's nothing, but then you just show up <laughs> everywhere broke and don't care. It's great. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so true. I've never thought of it that way. People on the and the rest of the world not do that. That's yeah, that's so true. <laughs> uh, no, 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 because we have we have to save up for healthcare whenever we have an emergency. Oh yeah, that's, that's a disaster, isn't it? That's a whole different kettle of fish. Oh, totally. <laughs> but um, that's it. But yeah, I am. Oh yeah, no. What were you gonna say? No, no, no. I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> oh, I was what, just what, gonna what, say I'm, I'm quite daunted being on a podcast because um, you might notice I'm I'm a bit awkward. I'm stuttering a bit. Because um, I'm just like I've never I've never recorded anything in my life. I don't think I um I'm using my I'm literally using my brother's gaming headset. Um, well, it sounds good. Oh, good. I'm glad. I because I couldn't find my headphones. Um, and the only other pair I like I had near me was just this crappy pair of like you know supermarket um just earbuds. Yeah. Which I thought, oh, that's going to be too crap for the podcast. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I've never done anything like this before, so it's cool to have this opportunity. So thank you. For yeah, that. well, I mean, thank you so much for coming on. It's it's so you are the first Australian guest, um, and and I was just so excited because I knew at some point I would be able to interview somebody from Australia. You know, I don't even know. This isn't an interview. This is a conversation. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, but I was I was so surprised that. Uh, you know, you reached out so quickly and, and I was like, hey, we're not even 10 episodes in and I get, <laughs> and I get to have an Australian. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm um, honestly surprised you haven't come across more Australians yet because, you know, King Gears, Australian band, I always, because, yeah. um, you know, there's a big live music scene here in Melbourne and mm-hmm. I always think, I, I always see Gears as sort of like an Aussie band, but then I remember, like, obviously from the King Gears fan page, um which you're obviously a part of because that's where, yeah. you know, we came across where I contacted you through, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I just, it, I always get surprised at how popular Giz is overseas. Um, 
so yeah yeah i mean it's uh i mean they're they're still pretty underground in in um uh in in the states but i mean they're they're rising pretty pretty quickly like last summer they did a ton of marketing with infest the rat's nest so it, it kind of got did them on so the many shows didn't they yeah I, I i went to three of them last year um wow I've, that's crazy I've seen, yeah <laughs> I, i've seen them five times in total uh so when did you first get into them or hear about them so it would have been let me think it would have been so I would have been either late 2016 or early 2017 um, because my, so my first sort of memory of Giz was like hearing them. We have a radio station here called Triple J and they're sort of like the indie radio station, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd always hear, oh, that's, you know, I'd hear King Giz and the Lizard Wizard. I think, oh, that's a cool name for a band that I, I maybe I have to get into them. Um, and then I, I heard some of their songs and I'm like, oh yeah, it's, it's pretty catchy. That's, you know, it's a different vibe um, to what I'm, what I normally listen to, I suppose, or to what you hear normally on even any radio station. Yeah, what um, what, what what had you been listening to uh, before then? Um, a lot of stuff, but uh, it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint like exactly one thing. But a lot of you know everything from indie pop to um, you know garage rock to um, I guess sort of stuff at the time. It was like sort of stuff that's I guess maybe easier to listen to. You know. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Hard to hard to like explain, but yeah, okay. I guess that was what was on my plate at the time. Um, and I thought, oh, okay, yeah, I'll. Um, oh, so I occasionally go on like road trips or I have to drive um, long places, and I I put on like full albums. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm umming and ahhing a lot, aren't I? No, I no, no. And, I should I'll, try and rein that in. No, no. It, it, just hang, hang on one second, Rachel. Like, like you're doing great. Uh, like, like, <laughs> like you, you, you keep stuttering and, and, and like, you know, saying you're awkward and stuff, and like you're gonna convince me that you're my soulmate. If you hear the rest of this podcast, <laughs> those, those are so my traits. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, you're in good company here. Please feel comfortable. And yeah. I hope I didn't make things weird with the soulmate thing. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just a conversation. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Right. So um, yeah, I'm just road trips, full albums. Right, right, right. So I just, I just go on my Spotify. I chuck on a few albums on cue and I just listen to them. And the thing about driving is um, you can't, you can't change your song while you're driving. So you're forced to listen to them. So I remember I was going on like sort of a two hour road trip and I queued Nonagon Infinity. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, this is, um, yeah, this is my chance to sort of just get into them, listen to them. Here we go. And then, so I listened to it and I thought, okay, cool. Like, and this is what I tend to do with a lot of things you'll hear. So, and then I was like, mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, cool. I, I like it. Let's keep listening to it. And then, you know, it, get, it got to the point where I was listening to them so often and I wasn't really thinking much of it. And then suddenly, oh yeah, I, they're like my new favorite band. And it's just, it's <laughs> just kind of like by osmosis almost that I start enjoying these bands because I've just started listening to them so much. You know, they can become like a regular on my rotation. Um, and that was yeah. the point where their popularity was like really ramping up like exponentially. Um, and that was also the year I believe that they released like five or six albums. Um, yeah. 2017, they, they released five. That was it. So it would have, yeah, yeah, it would have been just when that was coming up. And then I remember shortly after I'd listened to Nonagon Infinity, um, 
that was when flying microtonal banana came out and then I was like mm. okay cool like more new material from them to listen to and then you know you kind of go into the rabbit hole of listening to all the to their older stuff and then they were they were releasing so much new stuff as well and then yeah and then of course I saw them live um and then I was sucked in even more and yeah so it was just sort of um ramping up from there yeah I hope that story kind of made sense it was very off the cuff but yeah <laughs> oh god yeah you're you're doing great like <laughs> you, 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 you seem like you've you've done something you know recorded before or maybe you're just a good conversationalist give yourself more credit <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, yeah but um yeah, it, but it, it's so funny how you, how you talk about how like you know before you knew it like it was a subconscious thing that they became your favorite band that's it subconscious that is like yeah. the exact way i would describe it yeah but but i did like i did like your verbiage of uh you know by osmosis i thought that was that was so cool but um uh i i, I really i like that because um that's basically how i uh decided that they were my favorite band like like I'd gotten into them a little bit and I was, you know, just kind of going like basically I I started with Polygon Duana Land. Oh beautiful. Got, great great and, one to uh, start with. Yeah, well, cause cause that came out a, a week or two before I first heard of them. Um crazy. So my, you know, my yeah. So then I started listening to that and I was like, okay, this is weird. Uh it, it sounds it sounds interesting. And like I thought these are these guys kind of sound like a little bit of tool mixed with Jethro Tull with like maybe the vocalist from system of a down, just with how all over the place and just uh, sort of silly Stu would get with his voice. Yeah, that's and, it. That's it. And it's funny you say that was your first one that you listened to because that's the one uh, Polygon, but sorry, Polygon Dwana land is the one is the album that I always recommend to people when, when I say, okay, start with gears, start with Poly Polygon Dwana land. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. Because I feel like Crumbling Castle really hooks you. It's um, it's not too hard yeah. on to listen to compared to something like you know, um, even anything on fi Flying Microtonal Banana. Um, oh yeah, that that one, my, Flying Microtonal Banana is a real uh, like that's an experience. It is. Think, it is. Yeah, yeah. Like like it's it's otherworldly. Um, but uh, yeah, because like like when anybody. If, if somebody's asking me for, you know, just like, hey, what, what should I start with, with King Giz? Uh, I always tell them Gumboot, just because that's so diverse. And there's probably something on there that they'll feel inclined to check out further. I like that, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I think, but uh, that's cool that you recommend Polygon Dwindleland. Because I, I think that sort of, like, like that, that shows that you have a lot of faith in other people. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Because prog rock is not for everybody, you know? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Maybe it's, um, maybe it is because it's one of my favorites as well. Yeah. And I think it, yeah, it highlights I, their strong, just musical talent in general. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it just sounds so insane because they have all the different time signatures and, uh, and they're playing different rhythms over each other. So it's, uh, I mean, God, it's it's so hard to keep track of. Like, if you're actually trying to play it yourself or teach it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. It is. It is. It gets you a bit off kilter at times as well. I guess if you if you're just freshly listening to it. Um, oh yeah. With all the confusing time oh, signatures. Oh, oh, oh I, I was so confused by it. Um, <laughs> you know, because I was just like, these guys sound like maniacs, but at the same time, it's like everything is cohesive, and and these are interesting lyrics, like. 
like I was confused more than anything, I think, when I first heard it. And then um, and then I was like, OK, well, wh- what do these guys look like when they when they play live? And then, you know, I, I pull up a show that they did. It was uh, uh, live at Webster Hall in New York City about a year before. And I was like, oh, shit, I missed him. But <laughs> then, they, then they start they opened with open water. And and I was just like, oh, OK, I, I think I get this now. Like these guys are using they're so experimental and they don't care. They make it work. And then I was just like, I just kept getting even more enamored with them and trying to understand them and get inside their head, you know? <laughs> That's it. I think that happens to a lot of people as well. It's sort of like a whirlpool. And then you, the more you learn about them, you go, oh, there's two drummers. There's 10 people in the band. It's it's sort of just yeah. like, it's sort of their intriguing nature that almost pulls people in, I think. Um, yeah. Because, you know. Well, especially yeah. when they play live. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And they've become a real staple at Australian music festivals lately. Um, I think the mm-hmm. last time I saw them was at a festival called Laneway. Um, which mm-hmm. used, to, as you can tell by the name, it used to be held in uh, Laneway, but now it's in, it's all over Australia, so they all tour together, but it's at different just like festival grounds now. Um, uh-huh. And I remember when, because they were playing at about maybe like later in the day, like the evening, and I remember mm-hmm. everyone was like, oh, my gosh, are you going to see King Gizzard? Like it was, it was sort of like a thing and it became like, you know, because you go to music festivals and you just chat to these random people and then people go like, oh, which band are you most excited for? And I'm like, well, I love King Giz. And then a lot of the people are new to the music scene. They're like, wow, I've never seen them before. And then um, I guess that's another thing that hooks people as well. But um, they've become sort of like this, like, uh, I don't know. How to, yeah, as I said, a staple, but also like a, a I guess, uh, more something more diverse for the festival as well um in terms of music you know you're getting all these um like pop acts as the headliners and these um these bands that are sort of like you know classically australian um the garage rock in particular is something that every single festival will have like one or two garage rock um acts and then you get King Giz and it's just like people, there's a, there was a massive crowd as well. Like there's like this swarm of people and they're kind of standing there and they don't know what they're listening to. Um, but they're, they're kind of liking it at that stage in the day. Like, yeah, I don't know. That was just yeah. a random train of thought, but yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I, I encourage you to listen to this podcast when it comes out. Uh, it's, it's, like I've been recording all these um all these conversations and episodes and everything, uh, you know, pretty much what will turn out to be weeks and months in advance. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm going to start releasing them, you know, two per week, uh, starting on, on May 5th. And then, uh, yeah, just Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh, great. Um, I'm really looking forward to but, it. But yeah, no, no, this, this is so much fun. I think my, like, now that I'm getting, you know, a little more seasoned in this, um and and feeling out what this podcast is actually becoming and you know just sort of what what everybody is should i guess take away from it it's really fascinating to hear like every everybody that i've talked with just get really into like their own thoughts uh regarding kingas and everything uh uh everything else that's related um yeah, it's it's a lot of trains of thought that might not go anywhere, but, but, <laughs> it's, it, but it's a lot of fun. Um, 
you know, it, it's just a hang, like like you know, if you if you're at a bar or something, and we're in quarantine, so it works. That's sick. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Oh, I'll definitely be downloading it when it comes out. Um, two days from now, actually. <laughs> oh gosh, I shouldn't I shouldn't yeah. say dates because you're going to release this in advance. Um, <laughs> feel free feel <laughs> no, free to okay. cut this part out. <laughs> um, no, no, no. It, it, it's fine. I don't mind getting behind the scenes and you know going inside baseball here. It's good. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, bit of bit of fourth wall breaking almost. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, King Gizzard does it. Like, who would I be as a fan? to say no you can't break the fourth wall like, like, i love that um so have, have yeah, you re- it's like break the fourth wall you get the fourth color right <laughs> that's right, so cool I'm no done. i like that <laughs> yeah so what were you gonna say um have you recorded many podcasts like other than this um fan podcast um yeah so i i have i i, I i'm not sure if i understood the question are, are, are you um are you asking if, if i've done other podcasts uh, not so much like episodes of this podcast but other podcasts in general oh yeah yeah like so i in addition to this i also have my personal uh podcast called desert talk with john hanford um and that's one that i usually do solo so it's just me rambling for anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour <laughs> and uh uh and, and i just do a like I'll, I'll have a few talking points and then the rest is just totally stream of consciousness. Um, and like, I, I find that that's good just like, cause I, I can't afford therapy, <laughs> um, but, but also um, like, like when we have regular society and everything, I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, and I find that podcasts are really effective in helping me unpack thoughts and also spawn new thoughts that I could then potentially work into a comedy act. Um, so it's, yeah. So I, I've, I've been podcasting for um, about seven, eight months. That's cool. I like that. You're a stand-up comedian. That's, yeah, that's sick. I can tell. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. It, and it's, so I'm, I'm also a musician. So um, this is like, I'm not too phased by this whole pandemic because I'm like, I'm not writing as many jokes, but now I'm just writing music again. So that's fun. That's cool. Um, yeah. How has it affect, has it affected your ability to perform show? Did that? Um, oh yeah. Obviously I'm it has. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, nothing's open. Um, like pretty much the only comedy that there is now is just, uh, you know, people making their, uh, these little Instagram skits, um, and uh which are funny and everything but it's it's not the same thing as uh, as stand up um so i've been focusing more on music and just uh um and and just like walking around nature and taking photos and shit you know shit like that that's great yeah you you're um exploring your like creative side in a different way almost oh t- completely um and, and i i live in in Joshua Tree California which is just like a absolutely beautiful really peaceful place um so it's it's just a good place to create but um so so what do you do i'm a software engineer yeah at the moment i'm studying so i've got my final year back at uni um and then but yeah i'm a software engineer by trade so um yeah i don't know what else to say about that that is so (laughs) no that well i i I, I got I got something to follow that up. I mean, I think uh, as far as software engineers go, like you've got to be in the 
99th percentile of uh of, in terms of social skills like <laughs> oh, i'm not sure <laughs> i'm not sure oh you're, you're uh I, I mean well based on this call you're you're i mean way more social than any engineers that i've ever worked with like <laughs> before i decided to go into creative stuff full-time i was um i used to work as a as an app producer oh, you did it. Um, no way so, yeah so so I, I would be just making content and everything but also engaging with engineers and product managers and and just people who um aren't like like they think they're making complete sense <laughs> but <laughs> they don't remember to translate for the people that don't quite get it. Oh, <laughs> so I know, what... I know exactly what you mean because at uni yep. you get uh, teachers like that, and I'm like, how am I going to pass this subject if my? It sounds like my lecturer is speaking a different language, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they just can't. They yeah. can't. They can't dumb it down for me enough, <laughs> or for for us regular folk enough, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um... So how many times have you, uh, have you seen King Kids? Oh, it would have been a dozen or more now. Yeah. I just, oh, oh I saw them so much. I saw them for, so second half of last year, I was living in Malaysia, but first half I would have seen them like, I saw them two nights in a row actually. Um, because they, it was so cool. They did a secret show at this like tiny little venue, um, in Melbourne as well. Um, this, this like mm -hmm. small bar, small band room called, okay, I forgot the name now. <laughs> I'll double check it. I think it's the, uh, it's <laughs> the, I'll, I'll remember it in a second, but, um, they, yeah, they did. They were like, Hey, what they put on their Instagram. They were like, Hey, we're doing the tiny little show in Melbourne tonight. First in best dress. Uh, it'll be 10 bucks on the door or something. And yeah, come along if you can. So I saw this, I was on my lunch break at work. Um, at my yeah at my software engineering job at the time and mm -hmm. I texted like my friends who all love gears and I was like surely we're going um and then so me and my yeah two of us ended up going down I went straight after work because we wanted us we wanted a spot um we waited for probably two hours to get our ticket which was crazy but we had you know we had a drink we had a chat to people at the time um I mean in the meantime um yeah and then we went down and it was such a sick show because it was so small and we had the best view and yeah, it was so much fun. And then we had tickets to see them the next night at their like actual planned show at a bigger venue. And it was just like, this was just before um, their latest, not their latest album, but the, the Mars for the Rich album. I'm very bad with Melvin yeah, yeah, yeah. album name. Sorry. Um, yeah. In, in, in Fest Fest Rathness. Rathness. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, just yeah. had to double check it. Um, and yeah. then we saw them at the at the massive concert the next night, and it was just it was so sick seeing them. Yeah, it was just so oh, awesome. God. I was very wrecked at work the next day, though, I must say. <laughs> oh God, it's that's worth it. It's I mean, so, oh, it's, it's so worth it. That, oh my God, that, I'm so envious. Uh, I mean, just in general, like like I I I felt for a while that Australia is a place that I should just be living in, but. Um, uh but it's cool that i get to live vicariously through you um you know even if it's just for like a half hour or so on, on a podcast there you go yeah definitely um, come to melbourne you'd love yeah. it like there's a massive art scene and um yeah like definitely like if you're yeah of course the comedy and the um live music scene here is just phenomenal like um yeah so if, it, if that's something yeah, you enjoy I, then definitely definitely come down even for a visit yeah, i i, I Oh, I, 
yeah i mean if i do visit like i want to make sure i'm getting my money's worth so i probably would be there for at least a month uh, <laughs> like I, I feel like that's that's the right amount of time to fully take in uh, a new place yeah i agree like i i'd be selling myself short if i if i only went for a week or absolutely. two absolutely um but yeah that that's so cool um but uh yeah so what what are some i'm interested because you're australian and you know you seem to be pretty in touch with the melbourne scene um what are uh some other like smaller acts that uh that that you like you know if, if you okay, have any. sure this is this is putting me on the spot because there's so many like there's so many that's fair um but one of my favorites of the past year or two has been slowly slowly um and they have a bit of a cult following in melbourne as well but they're basically this uh four-piece kind of this is a bit different from Giz as well and a bit different from everything, yeah, but they're yeah. sort of like this emo, like soft kind of punk band. Um, and I guess one of the things I've been really embracing in the past few years is just not being like, just being open to any music, if that makes sense, not dismissing something yeah. because it's like, you know, um, not because it's too poppy or it's too like, it's too one thing or another thing, you know, that's um, that it gets boxed in by, but then, I guess um, being open to like different types of music that people might find, I guess, um, cringe or something like that, <laughs> you know, cause there's, there's a bit of a stigma around like, you know, the really poppy music or like pop punk or like um, that yeah. really, I guess it's like, the, it's coming up at the moment, but it's like the, you know, the SoundCloud rappers and all that. I guess it's like just breaking down mm -hmm. that stigma and going, Oh yeah. I, you know, when it comes down to it, I, I'm actually open to this. I'm actually, you know, so I listen to Post Malone. I listen to Halsey, you know, all those. I listen to Taylor Swift, you know, all those really pop artists. And once you get past the stigma of them or like not stigma, but like, oh, uh, mm -hmm. they're so poppy, whatever. Um, yeah. It's like I actually really enjoy them. So, um, yeah, I guess the reason I mentioned that is because slowly, slowly they kind of have, um, they kind of evoke that pop punk, you know, uh, vibes about them. On, on like a, a first listen but then you dive a bit deeper and there's actually more going on beneath the surface um so that's one thing I really like about them um that that's super cool uh so so that, that band's called Slowly yeah Slowly. that's it that's it I really like them cool um their, yeah, their fans go oh that, yeah that, sorry you go no, 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 no. Please, you you talk. I, I oh, talk yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, their fans have a bit of a cult following, which is quite funny. Um, if you ever come across, if you ever end up seeing them, their fa you know, their fans will be, they're really huge fans will be front row, like, um, and I don't know if you do, well, of course you would, um, like moshing and stuff. Like the moshes are quite crazy as well. But um, that's really yeah, fun. Yeah. I also, another band I really like is the Smith Street Band. Um I I would have seen them like there was a year like a period of twelve months where I saw them like ten times or something silly like that, um, and they're sort of like the more garage kind of rock band as well. Very very Australian. Yeah, God, that's that's so cool. Have Have you ever uh, uh, traveled to the? United I have States? once when I was like fourteen, I think. Yeah, so oh, okay. ages ago, but. Um, uh, we yeah. were we were actually in Arizona for a week, and that was oh, oh I love it there. It's so beautiful. Like that was just such yeah. a different experience because um, you know you have like the Australian desert, 
but then you have the American desert and it's, it's red, like it's, and there's cacti and there's, <laughs> this is going to sound so, yeah, this probably sounds so stupid um, and obvious, but like just even the landscape is just so different, even though the culture is quite similar, Australia to America, like the, just, yeah, the, the land, the, the whole atmosphere there was so beautiful. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, that's not stupid <laughs> at all. I think the desert, I, I think desert areas are really underrated. Like they're, they're some of the most beautiful and like most peaceful places. And it's funny that you, <laughs> that you refer to Arizona as the American <laughs> desert because we, because we have so many desert, different deserts here. Like, like I live in the Mojave desert, which is, uh, which is quite different from the Sonoran desert, which is where, you know, Arizona is and, um, and, and, you know, then there are other deserts like in, in Oregon and Washington that are, uh, that don't even have cacti or anything, but, uh, um, and then you got, you know, Colorado, which is technically a desert as well. It's, it's, it's really fascinating. Like, I think a lot of people don't realize how far deserts That's reach. That's it. That's it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's. Yeah, I, I love living in the desert. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's definitely an experience, um, and I I don't know. I, I think it, it's I think it's for me long term. That's great. But, uh, but yeah, but uh, before I let you go, um, I just wanted to uh, see like um, you know. So you, you said you know Polygon Wonderlands. Your would you say Polygon Gondwanaland? It's your one favorite? of my favorites. Yeah, it's always hard to, to choose. I um the one that really. Okay has its hooks in me I guess is um murder of the universe and it cops yeah. a lot of flack for being very repetitive in the first sort of third or so or the first half but I just one of the things I really love about Gears is just that imagery of like so you know in, and mm -hmm. I think murder of the universe does that really well whereas there's there's the narration that really um that really makes you focus on that imagery and um you know, so we, you have the altered beast section, which is very like it is repetitive, but that's what that that that's what they were going for. Um, and yeah, yes. I love that idea of you know being consumed by the beast. I just thought that's really interesting. Um, and then and then the you know it's divided into three sections, right? And then the second section is all about the Lord of Lightning, yeah. um, and that's one of my favorite songs to hear <laughs> live. And I remember just when it oh, came yeah. out, the like the first time, the first few times I played it live, it was like everyone was absolutely losing their minds for it because it's um because it's just so yeah it's just so um not not provocative what's the word like it's just so gripping I guess yeah yeah I mean because it, it mixes all the elements of like you know fantasy and uh and just like you know sort of catchy uh music and then they just jam out to like this garage psych you know. And that's, you know what, you've hit <laughs> the nail on the head. It's because uh, I'm a huge fantasy fan as well. Um, I think that's probably what, what sort of draws me towards it. But then it's that, yeah, it's that, it's that psych rock sort of element. Um, yeah. Well, and then uh, that also makes sense why you like Polygon Dwarland so much, because I think like that fantasy, uh, like the, the storytelling in, in that just really uh, like, it blew, it that's blows it my mind. that's it um, but then you know i also love yeah. i i also love fishing for fishies um it's a bit lighter and it's fun 
Yeah, but but it's you know, but again, fishing for fishies is also kind of it a story, is, it you know? is like like it just progresses that way. It's it's it it, it yeah, it's it's just an incredible album. <laughs> That's um, it. Um, and you know, I could get into how it's all tied together and like the Gizverse and all this, but um, yeah, I like enjoying them. Yeah. All the albums is their own little um their own little sphere of of ideas and concepts and musical um musical differences i guess but yeah so they're, they're probably yeah. my oh it's it's just hard to decide on a favorite i usually do say murder of the universe okay well i mean you know i like i was actually that wasn't even the, the oh, whole sorry question. sorry <laughs> um i no 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 it's okay that was a really fun uh that was a fun <laughs> tangent um and uh, yeah, but but you know, like I I was just wondering, um, you know, what what sort of direction do you think you want to see uh, the band go in, or or you know, what what are you sort of um, hoping or expecting to see with their with their next album or two? I think the thing about Gears is like you just have to get rid of any expectations um, because you just never know what they're going to release, you know, and you see all this speculation. On, oh, I hear all this speculation online of like, oh, then they should do like, they should do this type of album or they should do this type of album. And I'm just like, I, I'm going to listen to it no matter what. Like, that's the thing. I guess yeah. in my dream scenario, I, I don't know. I honestly, it's a hard question. It's a hard question. Um, yeah. What about, I'll okay. put the question back on you. What would you like, to, what direction would you like to see them go? Yeah, it's, that is a really hard question. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I like there. There has been talk about um, flying microtonal banana. Oh uh, yeah. Two. Um, and I mean, that's like I would love to hear some more microtonal songs. I, like I've I've heard Stu say um, that you know they they have written a few, um, and I, I think that was a few months as of a few months ago. So. Um, I'm definitely excited to hear, you know, whatever they have in the way of, of microtonal songs. Um, just cause I, I loved that. Like, I, I love that trance that, uh, that, that flying microtonal banana volume one, uh, just puts me in. Like, I mean, it's just such a, like, it's, it's great driving music. Um, and it just keeps me focused on the road. Absolutely. <laughs> That's it. Like, 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 I feel, I feel less inclined to check my phone for texts when I'm taking long drives and listening That's it. to that. It do, you're, you're actually, you're absolutely <laughs> so, right. It does put you in a trance. And the thing about it is, you can listen to it in the background and still have that sort of like atmosphere of like, you know, the microtonal atmosphere going. But then you, you can really actively listen to it and get into, you know, all the little, the little musical um, intricacies that are going on. Yeah. So do you have a, much of a music uh, background Barely yourself? any, I would say. Pretty much none. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you, you really know, or like, like you sound like you know <laughs> really? what you're talking about. I guess like, I, I'm <laughs> just a massive yeah. music fan, to be honest. And that actually, that's a, okay. uh, another thing I love about Gears is like, you know, when they, when they released um, Flying Microtonal Banana, I learned, oh, this is what a microtone is. That's cool. And then when they released Polygon Gondwana Land, I was like, oh, there's like these time signatures, which I, as you know, a casual listener would have never picked <laughs> up. But like now I hear them and I'm like, oh, that's actually expanding my knowledge of, of just music in general. Um, 
but no, I don't have any musical background really. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, background or none, uh, you've been an absolute pleasure to talk to. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I hope we're able to, uh, yeah, to that'd be awesome. Thank you so much um, for having me on the show, John. I'm sorry about my random ramblings. I hope they kind of, um, they sort of had no direction sometimes. <laughs> I, I kind of had an idea of where I wanted to go with my, I don't know, I don't know. But, yeah, no, that was a blast. Thank you so much. And good luck with the rest of the show. This is so much. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. You you didn't ramble any more than I did. Uh, That's awesome. So, um, yeah, well, have, have a great day. And, and oh, sweet. So- sweet. Thank you so much, John. Have a good right. one. Cheers. Yeah, definitely. Bye. You too.